0: You are listening to Gone But Never Forgotten. Our topics can include, but are not limited to, murder, sexual assault, graphic and gruesome details, and more. These topics are adult in nature and are not meant for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. We have talked so many times in passing on the podcast about the fact that the advent of the internet and the passions behind true crime have caused many different positives and negatives over the years. One of the worst aspects, of course, is the fact that especially in today's day and age, many people online seem to think that because they have an unfiltered voice and an opinion, that that means that they are qualified to do jobs that they are not trained for. And, even worse... A lot of those same people seem to think that they are more qualified than the professionally trained people in the fields that they're trying to claim as their own. This week, I want to look at a case that is still sadly ongoing, and one that really causes a lot of debate every time that it comes up. This case is about a young girl who went missing just over two years ago, and has more chatter about it than most active cases ever see. There are so many questions. Do the investigators know more about the situation and the case than they have told the public? Did the family have anything whatsoever to do with the disappearance of their daughter? Is there prejudice against a family by the public who believe that they know best by looking at purely circumstantial evidence we will try to look at these questions and more this week hello my name is lance and welcome to episode 87 of gone but never forgotten harassment or amateur detective work summer wells is still missing and welcome back to GBNF. Last week, we took a look at a case that purely and simply showed the depths that humans can go to in order to ensure that their own narrative and their own lies are not discovered. We looked at a woman who in some ways seemed to think and plan things through at great depth, but at the same time, she seemed to have a view of the world that was completely insane. I will never understand how Taylor Parker thought that there was any chance that she was going to cover up a fake pregnancy, a baby that wasn't hers, and two deaths that she caused without being discovered. That leads to this week. This case is crazy for different reasons, and the fact that we may not know yet how crazy that it is. Regardless of how this case turns out, though, there are going to be people that should be held accountable for their actions. For the sake of an innocent little girl, I hope and pray that the masses of people that have long harassed and long attacked her family are the people that are wrong. I hope that regardless of what happened to young Summer Wells, it had nothing to do with her family. Nobody deserves that. On the 15th of June, 2021, a young five-year-old girl named Summer Wells was working in the yard with her mom and her maternal grandmother, planting flowers and gardening. Earlier, the two women had discussed getting all of the children, Summer and her three brothers, to help with the gardening. Knowing very well that the boys would not be interested, they instead just asked Summer, and she willingly came out into the yard excited to help. This was around 5.30 p.m. After helping for a while, Mom, Grandma, and Summer all went into the mobile home on the property where Summer's grandmother lived. She asked her Grandma if she could have a candy, and she was given one. She then expressed that she wanted to go back into the house where her brothers were so that she could play with her toys. Her mom, Candace, said that she could and even walked halfway back to the house with Summer to ensure that she went back inside, even though the house itself was clearly visible from the mobile home. Candace says that she watched Summer enter the home before she returned to the work that she was doing with her mom. Summer's brothers said that when Summer came into the house, she told them that she wanted to play with her toys in the basement. A while later, when Candace went back into the house, she started to call for Summer, but found it strange when Summer didn't respond. Candace has said that when Summer didn't respond right away, she was immediately concerned, because usually Summer would always respond immediately. Candace would make her way downstairs, and she would quickly realize that Candace was not down there, and that she was nowhere to be found. Candace says at that point she started to rush around the house, calling for Summer, and then rushed outside, hoping that maybe she had just missed Summer on her own way into the house. That was when she realized that Summer was completely gone, so she called her husband Don. Dawn told her to call 911 right away and Candace says that she rushed for her mom's phone because that was the only phone that could reach 911 in the area that they lived in. The call to 911 was made at roughly 6:30 p.m. Candace would relay everything that was going on and that Summer had disappeared and before the police came she rushed over to her neighbor's home to let them know that Summer was missing and ask them if they would help her look for her young daughter. She wanted to be proactive, and she wanted to get everyone possible looking for Summer, just in case she had wandered off on her own, something that she says that Summer was not known to do. Candace says that Summer would always ask for permission before she did nearly anything, and she said that she was afraid of the woods because she had a fear of bears and snakes. Candace would then send the older boys down to the creek to look for Summer, and she herself got in her mom's truck and started to drive from one end of town to the other in search of any sign of Summer. She said that she then returned home just as the police were arriving on the scene. At 12.07 a.m., the Tennessee State Bureau of Investigation would put out an endangered child alert for Summer. It read, quote, Endangered Child Alert, we need your help to find a four-year-old Summer Moon Utah Wells missing from Rogersville. If you see her, please call the Hawkins County Sheriff's Office at 423-272-7121 or the TBI at 1-800-TBI-FIND, unquote and the alert was accompanied by a photo of young Summer Wells in what appeared to be a red shirt or a red dress. Additions to the alert would add more photos of Summer and correct the age to represent that she was 5 years old, not 4. The alert would also be updated to state that Summer was 3 feet tall, weighed approximately 40 pounds, had blonde hair and blue eyes, and was last seen wearing gray pants, a pink shirt, and that she was possibly barefoot. The alert would also be updated with more photos later to represent that Summer did not have the blonde locks that she had in the initial photos, but rather that she had a short buzz cut. Around 11 a.m. on June 16th, the TBI would change the alert that was given from an Endangered Child Alert to the upgraded status of Amber Alert. Endangered alerts are issued when there is concern for a child's safety, and an Amber Alert is given when investigators believe that they're dealing with the most serious of missing child cases, meaning that the investigators believed now that there may be imminent danger for summer. Around 4 p.m., nearing 24 hours after summer was last seen, investigators with the Hawkins County Sheriff's Office and the TBI would hold their first news conference on the case to brief the media and the public. That would be held at Solomon's Temple Missionary Baptist Church in Kingsport. By the end of the day, roughly 30 tips had been called in to investigators. The search by this time was going strong, but officials would say that there was a lot of steep and dangerous terrain surrounding the home and the area around the home. That terrain included dense canopy coverage, which means that it was very hard to see the ground and very difficult to get a grip and glimpse of what lied underneath that canopy. Investigators also said that they were having a difficult time communicating with one another and with search teams because the area did not have adequate cell coverage whatsoever. By 9 p.m. on June 17th, the TBI would announce that they had searched more than 680 acres of land, In the search for summer wells that is the equivalent of 2.75 square kilometers or 1.06 square miles however sadly they had not found summer or any sign of her within their search they also asked for any residents in the area to check their surveillance and trail cameras for any video or photo evidence of summer On June 18th, Summer's father, Don Wells, would talk with the media for the first time. He said, quote, When I got home, I drove to the bottom of the property and I realized that all of my neighbors and stuff were combing the woods looking for her, and I realized right then and there that she was not there. I knew right then and there that she was gone because she would never leave there on her own. Somebody had taken her, unquote. A week after Summer had gone missing, on June 22nd, the TBI would announce that they had received well over 200 tips in the case, and investigators were pushing to ensure that residents in the area checked their crawl spaces, their barns, and anywhere else on their property where a child may be able to hide if they were scared or looking for a place to be safe. They also announced that they had now covered a 4.6 square mile radius in search of any sign of summer. A few days later, on June 26th, coming from a tip that they received, the TBI would ask for the driver of a Toyota pickup truck to come forward. A witness had reported seeing it in the area in the later afternoon or early evening on either June 14th or June 15th and investigators said that they wanted to speak with the driver to rule them out as having anything to do with the disappearance of Summer Wells. The truck was described as maroon or red. It was a Toyota Tacoma, and it was likely made between 1998 and 2000. The truck had a full bed ladder rack and white buckets in the bed of the truck. Unfortunately, The driver nor the truck have ever been found, nor did anyone ever come forward. On June 27, 2021, officials announced that they needed to scale back their search operations. On July 1, news would break from the Polk County Sheriff's Office in Wisconsin that Summer Wells was actually not the first person in her family to have gone missing. It was announced that Rose Marie Bly, Summer's aunt, and her mother's sister, had been reported missing on August 21st of 2009. That meant that now, two generations of the family had dealt with the disappearance of a child and a case that had no resolution. This is one of the anomalies in the case that a lot of people look at, and... I think that it makes people wonder and think that there's something strange going on. It is certainly not common for a family to have two members disappear within 12 years of one another like this and to have two cases where those family members disappeared and found no resolution and as of yet have not been found. I think that there are a lot of people who hear that fact and immediately think that there must be something amiss about this family because of it while you certainly can understand why that would be a red flag there certainly are also other sinister situations that could lead to something like this happening twice as well as sheer happenstance which i will say would be beyond coincidental if that was the case for those that want to know if there was ever interviews or the like with Candace or Dawn about the disappearance of Candace's sister, there were. Candace said, quote, I don't know all of what happened or what did happen, but I hope that they find her too, unquote. Candace would say that she was between Tennessee and Arkansas at the time that her sister disappeared. Dawn would say, quote, she disappeared without a trace. They haven't found anything. They haven't found a body. Nothing. When you see cases like that, that's why I lose hope in summer. You know, I want to keep hope, but sometimes I just lose hope, and I think, well, maybe we'll never see her again. Unquote. Rose Marie would leave her home on August 21st of 2009 in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, saying that she was going to meet her cousin at a bar, but that she would return home by midnight. The next day, her husband re- would report her as missing when she didn't return home. Four days later, her car was discovered in a parking lot, and Rose has not been heard from or seen since. I don't want to dive too deeply into Rose's case this week, I may cover it in the future, but I do want to point out that the authorities have said that they do not see any correlation as of yet to say that the two cases are connected in any way. That, of course, doesn't stop the conspiracy theorists or the quarterback private investigators from pointing and making decisions all on their own. On July 2nd, Ronnie Lawson, who was the Hawkins County Sheriff, would announce that sadly they did not have any solid leads in the case, even though they had taken over 750 tips now. A couple of weeks later, with mounting pressure, Lawson would also say that the case was not even close to becoming a cold case, as people felt that attention was coming off of the disappearance of summer. On July 12th, when pressed about the case and pressed about suspects, Lawson would also state that everything was still on the table regarding the case and that nothing had been ruled out. He said, quote, We're still trying to find out what happened to Summer, so everybody is still a person of interest, unquote. On the same day that Lawson released that quote, Don Wells would say in an interview that he... Candace and Summer's grandmother, whose name is also Candace, so that's why I keep referring to her as grandmother, had passed lie detector tests in the early part of the investigation when Summer went missing. Investigators would say that this case was incredibly frustrating for them because generally in a missing persons case, especially in the case of a missing child, there would be some kind of lead or clue within the first few days at the very worst. In the case of Summer, however, they had literally nothing with which to go on. Unfortunately, in the nearly two years now that this case has been active, that seems to really have been the sentiment and what gets released every so often within this case. There is reassurance that investigators are still on the case, but There has not been much released to the media or to the public regarding summer's disappearance. And I would reckon that that is a lot of the reason why this case is so popular online and a lot of the reason that everyone seems to have something to say or fingers to point regarding this case, because there hasn't been a lot of information released to the public. Also, that has left the sleuths to do their own digging and to dig up everything that they can on the family of Summerwells. Sadly, when there aren't really any other suspects to look into, people work with what they have. It's obviously a lot easier to overanalyze a family and to scrutinize and harass people that are known to the public than to scrutinize the nearly 8 billion other people on Earth who haven't been connected to the case. And, unfortunately, that is exactly what has happened and is still happening. Along the way, some things have been done and been said that have unfortunately given the public, at large, reasons to pause and think about Dawn and Candace. One of the first was a quote from Don, where he said, regarding Candace, quote, She is a good mother. She loves her children. She is not going to allow any situation like that. The biggest mistake she might have made is choosing some wrong friends. Unquote. When pressed in that interview, Don was asked if some of those friends might have been something to do with Summers' disappearance. He said that he didn't know. Of course, Don and everyone else is tight-lipped about the case because they have to be. There's not a lot that can be said by anyone regarding the case. Another situation that certainly made the public at large raise their eyebrows was the fact that not long after Summer had disappeared, social services would step in and take Summer's three brothers away from the family home and away from Don and Candace. Social services, of course, didn't ever release to the public why that decision was made, as legally they do not need to. However, many people seem to again jump to conclusions and conclude that it was because there was more belief that Don or Candace had something to do with Summer's disappearance that had then had been released to the public. The family also came under fire everywhere that they went, with people calling them things like child killers and other crass terms. Clearly, some of the public have decided that they are judge, jury, and executioner, in a case where even investigators themselves have stated that there wasn't evidence to be found. My opinion here is that people around us are descending more and more into madness and becoming worse and worse as a human race in so many ways. And frankly, this really is one of them. Is there a chance that this family knows more than they are saying? Of course there is. I'm not going to stand here and put myself on the line saying that they're wholly innocent. Frankly, I would be foolish to do that. The investigators themselves have said that all persons of interest in the case are still persons of interest. That means that they do not have enough evidence to arrest, lay charges, or convict anyone. However, guess what? That also means that they do not have enough evidence to clear anyone in the case of being a person of interest. I personally will always err on believing in the best of people because I would rather be a person that's proven wrong by evidence than be a person who condemns someone as being something they're not and find out that they were not the thing that I said that they were. There are two options when you look at a family like Rob and Candace in a case like this. Either they have done something wrong and had something to do with the disappearance of Summer, and they will hopefully eventually be caught or they had nothing to do with it. We cannot put people in prison because they might be a criminal, so what benefit is there to condemning them in the public eye? If the opposite is true and they are truly innocent, as they say that they are, by running your mouth, you become someone who further ruined the lives of two people who had already lost a daughter and a sister. People need to learn to think, before they speak or type, things got so bad for Don and Candace that they had to move away from where they lived. They now live in a motel in Arkansas where Don was able to find work to try and keep the family as it was going. Unfortunately, Don also would wind up running afoul of the law quite a few times. Candace at one point did seek a protection order from Don which she later asked to have dismissed. At the time, she stated that she was worried about the safety of her children and herself. It would also come out that he had criminal charges in three states, including a domestic assault arrest in 2020. Dawn, in 2022, would also be given a jail sentence for driving under the influence, and that sentence was for eight months. Don would say that while he was in jail, Candace was able to have contact with their sons within social services, but that once he was released, all contact with them was taken away. Don has said that making things even worse for the family is that not only does the couple not have any contact with their sons, but as things presently sit, if Summer was found today, they wouldn't even be able to be in contact with her. On January 23rd of 2023, Don posted that the family has an ongoing custody battle in the courts for their sons, but their court-appointed lawyer is not returning their calls, and their contact within social services is also not responding to emails from them, even though there are no outstanding charges against himself or Candace. On the two-year anniversary of Summer's disappearance, the TBI would release an age-progression photo of what they believe that Summer may look like now, at the age of seven. The picture was generated with assistance from forensic artists at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And to show just how crazy some people online can be, that photo, as well as new photos that have come out from the past, over the past two years have driven people in the public to say that they believe that new photos show that someone knows exactly where summer is and that there is a reason that someone is seeking attention in this case now that is absolutely ludicrous to me if you're following this case you should be happy for new photos and especially for age progression photos Much like nearly any case that is open, anything that could be helping the case should be welcomed with open arms. Instead, we have become seemingly as a society, a bunch of people who simply believe that everything is a lie in some form or fashion. And to me, that is heartbreaking. Everyone should be working to that end and hoping for that end. Regardless of who is responsible for Summer disappearing, we should all want closure in this case. We should want to know whether Summer is alive, and we should want to know who is responsible for her going missing over two years ago. The harassment, the conspiracies, and the yelling at clouds needs to stop in this case and every case like it. Like I said earlier, if you're one of these people, you are not someone that is paid to investigate this case, and you are not someone that knows of any evidence. Full stop. So, my appeal to anyone that's watching along with this case is twofold. First off, leave the family alone. If you're harassing them in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion, frankly, you're disgusting. Even if they wind up being the cause of something awful in this case, your harassment is not something to be proud of, and it's not a good look. However, as has happened many, many times in the past and will happen again in the future, if the family winds up being innocent, you should recognize what type of person you are for doing the things that you've done or are doing. Stop. If you think that Rob or Candace is guilty, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but you are not entitled to commit what also amounts to crimes yourself because of what you believe. Most importantly, if you know anything, or think that you know anything, about what happened to Summer Wells on June 15th, 2021... Reach out through the proper channels to the proper authorities and let them know what your tip is. If you know someone that looks like Summer and like she looks like in a past photo or the age-progressed photo and you know that there's a weird backstory there, contact authorities. It's very simple. We already talked about the fact that there have been well over a 1,000 tips in the case now and they have led to no solid leads. Investigators would rather take your tip and clear it than not ever hear from you and possibly miss a chance to bring Summer home and or close this case. Summer Wells is still the subject of an Amber Alert, and if you have any information, please call 1-800-TBI-FIND or email tips to tbi at tn.com. Gov. There are so many conspiracy theories online, and there are so many facts that appear to have been made up along the way, and it's sadly always as seems to be the case when investigating crimes and disappearances. What they say is true. It is hard to believe what is out there now once a story gets online, and people talk, and the game of telephone begins. As always, I choose to try to avoid those type of things on the show because I don't want to lend credence to crazy theories, nor do I want to give anyone any type of fame by sharing something that I cannot factually back up in a case. So, that is where I will leave the episode for this week and the coverage of Summer Wells. It is worth mentioning that just a few short weeks ago, investigators did state that they may have an update in the case coming soon. So, as such, I will make an update episode and posts on social media if and when we get any kind of update on the case. Until then, let's chat on social media and hopefully keep the theories out of it, so that we can get the discussion going and get the word going even further. The more involved that we all are, the better chance that we may see some kind of resolution. Please, let me know what you think on socials, and let's share our opinions and thoughts in a respectful manner, and let's all pray that Summer Wells comes home. And then, don't forget to come back here next week for another episode of Gone But Never Forgotten. Please don't forget to be a decent human being, and of course, be better. I'll see you next week.